When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. We have been talking about the Liam Lawson debacle last week, so it's time to get a, a, a more astute brain on it as well. This man is a four-time Australian Career Cup uh, champion in Australia, five-time New Zealand Porsche GT3 champion, five-time New Zealand Touring Car champion, and it's 30 years, 30 years since Craig Beard won his first Formula Pacific title. That's Craig Beard, M-N-Z-M, <laughs> and is now the driver's standards officer for supercars. Hello, mate. How are we? All right? Yeah, Mate, you're about as exciting as Murph. We just played the lap of the gods. He's been here, move on. Come on, pal. How are you? <laughs> oh, well, when you said it's 30 years since my first victory in a Pacific yeah. car, it just made me feel old. So oh. It just deflated me before we uh, <laughs> kicked the ball off. <laughs> hey, well, welcome to Race Control. Uh, uh, Murph, let, let's let's grill him on what he would have done. What would you have done to Kevin Vunderlinder, mate? What? Oh, mate. Well, was, hold on. Just, just what did you, look. did you watch it? Did you watch it, Beardo? Did yeah, you I see did. It I, I watched it. Yep. I've, I've still got a broken uh, TV in my lounge, but yep. um, yeah, I, I did watch it for sure. And so, tell um, us, just tell you, tell me what you what you actually what you saw and how you reacted first up before you did. Tell us what you would have done. <laughs> well, look, if I, if I go to the Saturday race first, it was it was yep. he left a bit of bit of a gap there. Um, Kelvin had a dive bomb, but there was a hole to dive bomb into, but he outbraked himself. So at the end of the day, he didn't make the corner, but he didn't really cause any drama either. So it was sort of a play on on the Saturday. It was a, it was a, a very late move. He wasn't going to make the corner. And I think Liam looked at that overnight. And to be fair, I actually sent Liam a, a, a message, whether he read it or not, I'm not sure, but I... I said to him, just make sure you shut down that inside line. Leave no room. If he hits you in the back, uh, he won't turn you around. So shut it down. So you could see he went through turn one quite a bit wider. Mm. There was no room for the inside, no room for the dive bomb. But I thought it was a disgraceful move for Vanderlinder to then go off track limits, um, still outbreak himself, not make the corner, not even on the track. Then he's got to go over the concrete curving on the inside. And we all know the result, um, which happened to, to Lawson. And at that point, I thought they will just hand him at least the drive-through and be referred to the stewards afterwards. That's what I would have done. I would have gone drive-through penalty. Um, and that's only, a, that, that's only the start of the, the program at that point because I can also refer it to the stewards or add, add more time or whatever. So... The move was never on. Um, you take the championship leader out. You take the race leader out. You take his teammate out. And somebody that sends through a five-second penalty... Um, look, I've watched that championship all year. And, you know, if, if, if you go back to uh, even the Nürburgring round four, 
Um, there was a small contact between Vanderlinder and Lawson. There was one position change. That was a five-second penalty. It mm. didn't turn a great season, which everyone's now sort of forgotten about, uh, a, a fantastic season from Liam Lawson, especially as a rookie, um, into a, such a disappointment for the young guy. You know, I would say the season's a disaster because I think it's actually morally and mentally it's 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 building where he needs to be for the future. I and mean, We know he has a very bright future. So sometimes you... Uh, I'm not saying um, you, you have to go through the lows, but um, getting smashed that hard will make him mentally a stronger um, sportsman. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that too. I think, um, and, and also the thing about it is he has done things through the year which are just such standout. I mean, there's been comments from people like Gerhard Berger who, who you know, look at that and go, listen, he's he's destined for Formula One. You've got experts that have been in the game for long enough to see all that and certainly Helmut Marko is... It's almost like this was a bit of a test for him too this year. Maybe I don't know what you think about that, to be putting him in that in that championship just to, to put him outside maybe what his comfort zone is and put a bit more load on him. Two different championships, two very different cars, um, and and you know allow him to learn and grow even even more. Do you, do you sort of see that? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, it's very Red Bull esque is to test them under extreme pressure. But I think what Liam did is probably blown them all away and yeah. and just sped the process. Um, obviously, he's having an F one test and that now. Um, but look, his results on track. The way he carries himself off track, the way he presents, the way he talks, um, he's the complete package. Um, very and much young. to me, like like Mitch Evans was, looks right. He, yeah, it's just about opportunities and where you land, and you know that better than anyone, Murph. Um, mm. New Zealand's had plenty of talent come through, and there's plenty more to come. Um, and when we talk about talent, we've, we've overlooked what Nick Cassidy did on the weekend. Um, yeah. he, he's in there in very difficult situations, comes out of a Formula E car. But, look, he's a guy that turns his hand to anything. He's a bit of an all-rounder and very quick in everything. But that sh- sort of showed us what DTM is. Um, it's, it's almost an old boys club. It's always had that tarnish to it where... The last round, and Norris Ring's generally been the last round of the DTM since its inception in '84. They used to have three factory cars running for a manufacturer, and they come to the last round at the Norris Ring, they'd all run six cars. So it it has come, been a little bit of that DTM thing, but it needs to clean up. It's not the standard that uh, you know we can't play rugby the way we played rugby 30 years ago. Um, you used to be able to get away with the odd head-high tackle and carry on on play. Uh, nowadays, uh, a head-high tackle, you go for a little walk through the tunnel. Uh, motorsport's no different. Um, there's a duty of care for everyone, and I would have to say Calvin Vanderlinder, who has been a mate of mine. Uh, I was teammates oh. with his dad, Sean Vanderlinder, in South Africa for a couple of years. I've wow. raced Calvin. I've raced Calvin in Australia and GT. Um it's 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 not him, and he has come out and publicly apologised. I'm not, not letting him off the hook. I think what he did was mm. disgraceful, and it will always be in my book. But he has come out and said, look, even his post-race um, comments of the right person won, etc., 
it was the heat of the moment. He was probably a little embarrassed, and we've all been there. We've all done the wrong thing and tried to cover the shame you know, one way, shape, or form. But, um, you know, he's, he's, he knows he's in the wrong. He's now apologised. That doesn't help Liam. But as I said earlier, I think um, I think deep down we'll look back on this in 20 years' time when Liam Lawson's a world champion. At, well, not 20 years' time, but he'll be a world champion. I, I have no doubt about that. He'll uh, he'll go exactly the same place as uh, Verstappen has gone. Wow! You know, you mentioned you mentioned a minute ago. Um, you know. Uh, oh, jeez! Actually, what did you say? It was really good what you were just talking about there. But, <laughs> but I was, but it was about about respect, right? Oh, it was, we've all made mistakes. We've all done things that we sort of regret, but not necessarily planned, premeditated, whatever. And I think that was probably a bit of a premeditated move. He made a decision well before the start of the race what he was going to do at the start. But that that in my book, you've you've still got to have respect for drivers and 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 even if you reference you know what happened with and it's been referenced many times myself and and Mark Ambrose at the mountains in 2005 with that crash and everything there's I respected and I still do have respected all the way through his his ability and, and everything might not have got on we might not have liked each other whatever but there's respect and there was a complete lack of respect for other race car drivers um at that moment right yeah, for sure there was. Um, in in my opinion, there was no doubt it was premeditated. He thought there was going to be half a gap there, mm. as you and I would have. You, there's, there's, there's the opportunity. He probably, well, there was no doubt he had nothing to lose. So his yeah. his game plan when he went to bed was thinking, there's a gap there, there's a gap there. And the Audi is always very, very strong uh, under brakes. There's no no doubting that. And he knew there was a gap there the day before. He thought there'd be, be half again. the gap. He's he's going to muscle in there. They do. They're, they're fairly lenient in DTM uh, driver standards wise. And the plan, the game plan was was done um, yeah. the night before. And I'm sure Audi have been around that championship long enough. Um, you know, I was also. You know, we've spoken about the the. the the Calvin Vanderlinder thing, but the Gotts thing to me um, <laughs> left a really sour taste in in my mouth because I haven't been through their rule book like I do the supercar rule book, but I believe there's a rule in there that there's no team orders. Now they haven't taken that as team orders um, because they were no. trying to win a constructors constructors uh, championship, which they did. Uh, and they had already won that one round previous. But then to go into, uh, you know what, what it's like, Murph. Winning winning a team's championship or construction is nothing, really. Yep. The driver's yep. championship is, is the one Where that they at. put up mm. in their museum again. So they spend millions and millions of dollars. Um, so they've walked up and down the pit lane and got everyone to pull over, which I, I thought... Even if they had done it halfway through the race and made it look like one had had a puncher or just something, just <laughs> mm, let me down so slowly. Mm, yeah. But a blatant seven-second lead or six-and-a-half-second lead on a lap or two laps to go and then just pull over, I was like, that's just not right, especially when it's in their uh, rule book that there's no, no well, team well, orders. Well. Not. It, it came I, I two minutes believe. to go. Two minutes to go happened, Beto. Two minutes and you're going... Yeah. <laughs> and I'd, I don't believe you should have rules in there. If you've got a rule in there, you've got to police it. 
So they should have been excluded from that race, in my opinion. The Mercedes Crazy. as a manufacturer, because they went outside their own rule book. Ah, well, at, 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 um, at, at, the one thing, the one thing that you, you, we all agree on that it, it sucks. It's as simple as that. Beto, we've got to keep moving. Uh, thanks so much for giving yeah, us cool. your time. Hey, just quickly, thanks uh, for your la- time, bro. La- last time I spoke to you, you had a really nice red wine in your hand. What's your latest recommendation for a nice red wine? <laughs> oh, it's really. It, 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 I, I, I quite like a Tasmanian Pinot Noir, but uh, that's each to their own. <laughs> okay, no, we'll take that. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Craig. Appreciate your time. A Tasmanian <laughs> Pinot Noir. Great, great, the New Zealand. <laughs> there we go. Craig Beard, the driving standards officer for supercars. Uh,